Indeed, you are on Ubuntu Radio. I am Fel Mangobeni. I apologize for taking over the studio, bringing you a special interview with Professor Suglal. You know that we have just marked Ayora Day today under uh, the theme AU Decade of the Oceans 2015 to 2025, intensifying collaboration between the Ayora and the AU into the next 25 years. Good afternoon, Prof. Welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Thank you, Thelma. Always a pleasure to be on Ubuntu Radio. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Maybe let's just start with this theme. What are we trying to say? Well, we try, I think it's important that we look at synergies between Nayora as we celebrate the 25th, 26th anniversary of its founding uh, with the African Union, given that you have nine African countries that are member states, almost 40% of the membership of IORA is from Africa. And Africa is very much part of the Indian Ocean. So I think given the fact that you have uh, the African decade of the ocean and seas, 2015-2025, the AU declared July 25th annually as the day of the ocean and seas. And in 2012, the AU Council of Ministers adopted uh, the African Integrated Maritime Strategy 2050. So the ocean and seas has been very much part of Africa's uh, development uh, agenda mm. and f- forming alliance with the Indian Ocean Rim Association can only benefit both the AU and IORA. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. And I think the other important point to remember that IORA was formed on the vision of Nelson Mandela. And it was his visionary foresight in 1995 when he visited India and he proposed the idea that to bring, it would be important to bring the Indian Ocean community into one organization. And in 97, South Africa was one of the founding members of this organization. So South Africa and Africa has its roots uh, firmly in Ayora. And at the moment, we are also looking at an MOU between the African Union and the Indian Ocean Rim Association to deepen collaboration and cooperation. Wow. And as you already alluded that uh, this decade will come to an end in 2025, are there any uh, notable uh, milestones that you can talk to as we uh, are only left with two years going into 2025? Well, I think what this highlighted was the importance of the oceans to the African continent. Remember, 39 of the 55 African countries are coastal countries. Mm. And we have not sufficiently explored the economic and other benefits of the ocean. By bringing sharp focus to the oceans, Uh, through the decade of the ocean and seas, 2015-2025, we have seen a number of countries, including South Africa, focusing more on the ocean space in terms of economic development, in terms of the development of our people, and in terms of addressing poverty, inequality, and underdevelopment. Now, of course, a major focus of the ocean is fisheries, and today over 200 million Africans are dependent for the nutrition on fishery, the fisheries sector. Now that is highly significant and also a number of African countries have now developed new uh, blue economy strategies. You'll recall that in 2014 we, uh, we already 
uh, were a forerunner in this regard. We adopted Ocean, uh, Operation Pakisa, the Blue Economy Blueprint for South Africa. Mm. And that uh, important uh, policy document in terms of focusing our attention on what the ocean has to offer, we have almost 3,000 kilometers of ocean coastline. We are very fortunate that we are bod- washed by the shores of two major oceans, the Atlantic and the Indian. But we haven't really taken full advantage of the resources of the ocean and its potential in terms of addressing our development uh, needs. So Operation Pakisa sought to increase significantly uh, our GDP contribution from the oceans and it also has the potential to contribute over 180 billion uh, rands to our GDP by 2033 and create uh, at least a million jobs. So bringing sharp focus to the oceans, not only in South Africa, but the African continent, this has been, I think, the most important contribution of the decade of the ocean and seas. Looking forward to the next 25 years of IORA, are there are some thematic areas that you'd like to focus on? Could you kindly unpack those ones for us? Well, as you know, in IORA we have six priority areas and two cross-cutting uh, areas, as we call it. Now, amongst our priority areas, key to that is maritime safety and security. And as you know, given the evolution of the Indo-Pacific as a region, a continuous region, it's important that over 80% of global trade is conducted on the high seas and a major part of this on the Indo-Pacific. And it's important for us to ensure maritime safety and security. Another key uh, focus area for us is disaster risk management. All of us are prone to disasters. Uh, natural and human-made. So therefore, cooperating on this area and and collectively addressing it uh, through our respective uh, expertise and best practices is another important area of focus. Uh, Fisheries management is also very important, as I've just alluded to how important this is. It's also addressing uh, illegal and unregulated and unreported fisheries, the IUU as it is called, which is rampant, especially on on the coast of Africa. Uh, Another critically important area for us is uh, trade and investment facilitation. The Indian Ocean region uh, is an economy of over $25 trillion. Now that's a vast, vast, it's quarter of the global GDP. Uh, We haven't fully harnessed the potential that this has for all of us in the region. Uh, Another important focus area for us is to look at the tourism and cultural cooperation area. As you know, uh, tourism is, and especially marine tourism, is a major generator of, of, uh, of GDP. So also cultural cooperation. It's important that this very rich area that we understand each other and learn from each other and appreciate the ancient and contemporary cultures of the countries of this region, which the Indian Ocean Rim Association joins three continents. It brings Africa, Asia and Australia into one uh, organization. And I think this is unique in several senses. So these are some of our key focus areas. In addition 
After that, the cross-cutting areas is the blue economy that I've just referred to and women's economic empowerment. Mm -hmm. So I think ensuring the mainstreaming of women, not just in terms of the economy, but in all facets of, of the work that we do within IORA and all focus areas, I think that's something that is now embedded in, in the programs of IORA. And importantly, last year, at the Council of Ministers meeting in November uh, in Dakar, Bangladesh, who's currently the chair. The Council of Ministers meeting adopted climate change as a core focus area oh, yes. of IORA. And I think we've already uh, been doing a number of, of focused uh, cooperation programs in the area of climate change. But I think having it as a core focus area now is something that I, IORA uh, needs to do more on in terms of addressing the challenges of, of climate change, especially around areas like uh, or ocean pollution and uh, depletion of our maritime uh, stocks uh, and and also natural disasters and how we can cooperate collectively in addressing this. Uh, I think these will be uh, important areas if impacted by climate change where we can work together. And I think lastly the other important area going forward is that we have adopted a document called the IORA Development Initiative, mm -hmm. where we are now looking at how do we address practically the developmental challenges, especially of the LDCs and the small island developing countries within IORA, uh, in not just uh, amongst uh, member states, but also in partnership with our dialogue partners. As you know, we've got nine dialogue partners, most of all whom are from the developed world, uh, like the USA, Germany, Italy, uh, the European Union. Uh, these are all our dialogue partners, Turkey, South Korea. And how do we address developmental challenges in a practical way that makes a meaningful difference to the lives of our people? When you gave an overview during uh, the IORA uh, celebration in our conference hall, you alluded to the fact that uh, member states, just like South Africa, need to change the mindset to recognize the importance of IORA. How do you think that can be achieved? As I've mentioned, IORA is not just an intergovernmental organization. IORA has to be embraced by all sectors of society, by academia, by our students, by the business sector, by civil society at large, because the Indian Ocean is our common heritage and we are highly dependent on the Indian Ocean in terms of, of so many dimensions of our livelihood. And seeing this as our common heritage, something that must be preserved and something that must uh, we must collectively work towards in ensuring that the ocean is also a space that provides opportunities to address our economic development, our development cooperation needs, uh, uh, the needs of the individual in terms of opportunities in the various careers that one can pursue associated with the ocean space. Increasingly today, the ocean space is coming to the forefront uh, of the global community. We saw this this past weekend on the 4th of March, uh, the ongoing negotiations uh, in terms of getting agreement on a treaty on the high seas was finally agreed to after over 15 years of negotiations at the UN. And now we have a treaty uh, on the high seas, a UN treaty on the high seas. And this is very important because the high seas 
constitute 60%, over 60% of the ocean and seas, and over 50% of the planet's surface. But thus far, we didn't have a legal instrument addressing this. Now, the high seas pertains to that part of the sea and ocean outside of the exclusive economic zone of member countries, uh, which is 200 nautical miles. Thereafter, the sea and ocean is so-called no man's terrain. It doesn't belong. It's not the sovereign property of any country. It's our common heritage. But we had no rules uh, or treaty governing how we conduct ourselves in terms of the high seas. Now, the high seas is a major frontier in terms of addressing our economic potential. Because as you know, the seas are very rich in resources. But thus far, scientists have only documented about 230,000 species in the, in the high seas. And scientists are confident that this area contains over 2 million species. So far, we have not fully uh, harnessed the economic potential. The pharmaceutical industry and the cosmetic industry have been using uh, seaborne organisms uh, in their manufacturing. But the potential is vast. And this was one of the areas that held up negotiations in terms of the marine genetic resources, as it is called, uh, the, the assets of, of the seas. And how do we share these marine genetic resources? Because it's in, in the high seas. It's not the sovereign property of any country. And I think the treaty will help us in terms of addressing this challenge to ensure that the poorer and less endowed countries that don't have scientific know-how to discover and harness the potential of the MGRs are also catered for. So I think this treaty is very important, uh, and it's important that IORA also look at the implication of this, as should all sovereign countries, including South Africa. You also noted with concern that there is no collaboration between IORA and uh, government departments like small business development mm. in terms of uplifting the business um, uh, forum of IORA. What do you think should be done going forward in order to bring the two into uh, um, some sort of a conjunction? Well, Minister Pando has written to Minister Patel on this. I think it's very important to, for DTIC and SBD to recognize the potential of the Indian Ocean as an economic zone. And I think uh, we are hopeful that they will also come on board and give greater attention to the Indian Ocean Rim Association. It should not be just DIRCO. It should be all of our sister departments like Environmental Affairs who are involved. They are currently chairing the working group on the blue economy, our colleagues from uh, our sister department <coughs> in this regard. But I think we need greater collaboration and more uh, involvement of our sister departments in IORA. Prof. Suglal, thank you so much for making time to come to the studio. We really appreciate it and we're looking forward to greater things coming out of IORA. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. You are most welcome. Thank you.